Well, Patrick, remember, this is setting up the grand arc of the Argyle universe, right? No, this, this is, is like the conclusion of the grand arc of the Argyle universe. Oh my god, universe. that's right! Wait, this is book four. Wait, they don't yeah. get the master file well, like, till book is, four. Like, here's the real big bad, then. If this is book four, and they right. just blew up the Death Star, like, where's the second Death Star? Where's the second Death Star? Who's the real Agent Argyle? They're gonna get Argyle? Jesse Pinkman in. <laughs> <laughs> the, real. the real Agent Argyle. I think each movie they should just go a level deeper, like Inception, <laughs> and just have an even more real Agent Argyle. <laughs> <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome. Okay, I'm gonna wait for Logan to finish typing. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Excelsior. Actually, week to week to week, three weeks in a row. I'm going to keep saying that each week so it makes us feel good. Because that, like, that's, like, it shouldn't make us feel positive good. That's just, right, exactly. It's positive conditioning. Um, three weeks in a row, we are, we are gaming right now. We are absolutely gaming. Uh, and this week, we're going to be talking about Argyle, which was on my 2024 most anticipated list. Um, if you've listened to any of the past episodes, you know what? I was so excited for this movie. And just to get, like, we're going to do what we usually do, overall thoughts. We'll get into some specifics. I have notes. I know Patrick has notes. I'm sure Logan has notes. Um, but, you know, just the way we usually review stuff. Um, but, yeah, as I said, I was so excited for this movie. And it absolutely delivered on every possible level. <laughs> oh, no, I, I can't do that. I can't even get through that. Um, this movie fucking sucks. Like, this is, like, like the first double-thumbs-down Stinkaroo movie of 2020. Stop trying to make Fetch happen, Jordan. <laughs> what the fuck is Fetch? Wait, what is Fetch? It's not going to happen. What is... Wait, Stop what is trying Fetch? to make that a thing. I I did it once, and it was funny, and so I'm going to keep doing it when I really <laughs> dislike a movie, Double-thumbs-down Stinkaroo. Classic... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Classic... Uh, no, this movie's terrible. Like, like legitimately just an absolutely atrocious movie um when i when i watched it for the first i think it's like the first 50 percent ish first half i was like oh it's actually kind of fun this is what i wanted it to be it's a fun movie um you know we're just having a fun little spy thriller and nothing much else to it and then it goes off the rails and falls off the cliff into the center of the earth and just becomes nonsensical and like i think we have a habit on this part we I have a habit on this podcast of saying stuff makes sense and then realizing it actually does. This movie actually does not make any sense. Like, this is the first time that I'm saying that, that, like, it's actually true. This movie makes zero sense. Um, and we're going to know it. Um, but the one thing I do think uh, will be helpful once we all do our overall thoughts is just say what this movie is. And I'm going to let Patrick do that because Patrick described to me what this movie actually is. Uh, and it oh doesn't, God, yeah. it's, it's wild. So is, but yeah, overall thoughts are just, this movie sucks and it's really right, bad. Yeah. Just before yeah. we get into that, since yeah. Jordan, uh, didn't seem to feel this was necessary. Welcome back to the Excelsior podcast. Now Did published I not by say the that? Harvard Independent <laughs> with, with Patrick Steinball and Logan Dracos as, <laughs> as your That's bad. That's, I was just uh, really, I was just, listen, listen, I was just really excited to talk about Argyle. But yes, welcome back to the Excelsior podcast, <laughs> published by the Harvard Independent. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Wasserberger. Today, Jordan, I'm joined by... He's going to go in and he's going to edit that to go before yours. <laughs> <laughs> Today, I'm joined by Patrick Steinbaum. Yo! <laughs> no, I'm going to keep this where it is. Uh, and Logan Drake, guess. 
Let's go. Anyways, Patrick, go back into it. All right. So <laughs> I, I I knew that. So Argyle is um, it's based on a book. The movie the movie is based on a book, but the it, it's the Which? start of a book series. Book one of the book series came out in January. It came out last month, and it's Wait, based off of. And book one came out last month. Book Argyle the movie is based off of book four, which fuck? doesn't exist. It, it's not in it's not in the world. Matthew Vaughn has said this. He said Argyle the movie is book four of the series that book one just came out. By and way, he said it. next yeah. what he wants to do is make book one into a movie and i was like all right most people would i don't know start there <laughs> well, to take it one step and he further. had the gall to yeah, compare yeah, yeah. what they're doing he said george lucas started on episode four why can't we start an episode four and i'm like you do know george lucas made like the most influential movie of all time right when he did that <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah it's it's unbelievable to take it one step further uh, just like, because there are so, the twisted mind of Matthew Vaughn does not even like, like, do it justice. Ellie Conway, the main character in Argyle, oh, yeah. is also the name of the writer of the Argyle book. But the Argyle book author is not actually named Ellie Conway. Because the writer of the Argyle book is two writers. One of which is the guy who wrote I Am Pilgrim. I think his name is Teddy Hayes. And I Am Pilgrim is one of the most famous spy thrillers of all time. Like, won the award for best crime spy thriller, or best thriller of the year, the year it came out. That dude then wrote Argyle with somebody else, and they called themselves Ellie Conway. And then they made a movie of the fourth book in the Argyle series about Ellie Conway, who is technically an author but is also a spy in the book of the spy that she's writing about guys i'm not gonna lie everything you just said makes me exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly that was when i heard it i was like like what like where was all of this like where was all of this like complexity in the movie that's way cooler than anything they did in the movie right that's crazy like i would have loved that as a movie patrick you want to you want to say your actual thoughts on the movie okay so uh my thoughts on this movie are pretty simple um sam rockwell's doing his best and no one else is i think the acting sucks i think that the writing sucks i think that the theme like memory is such a powerful theme with so much potential behind it and they don't even try to do anything with it um to the point where i was like why did so many good actors sign on to do this movie and then give bad performances i was just perplexed and i was in a theater with like like nine people i i'm not joking this is not a joke six of them walked out Six of the people in my theater did not stay for the entire runtime of the movie, which is understandable because it's 25 minutes longer than it should be and has five endings. Also, apparently there's a post-credit scene that sets up book book one. one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was sick. I anyway. saw it. I, got, I, I didn't see it because I was out of the theater as soon as I could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I stayed for the postcard scene. All right. Real movie analytic dude coming in, giving us, hitting us with the real facts. This movie was a banger. Um, I'll definitely say probably making my list. Uh, maybe a couple nominations for Best Actor at the Excelsior mm. Awards in the fall. Calling my shot right now. Um, unironically, though, I actually kind of enjoyed this movie. I was explaining to this before we started recording to Jordan and Patrick. I brought two of my friends to see this movie because Jordan and Patrick made me see this movie, even though I didn't want to. And I wasn't apologizing. Like, I was, but it, I was like, but that was funny, you know? And so while I say we all acknowledged the movie was bad, I still had a good time watching it, you know? It kind of felt like Five Nights at Freddy's, where there was one guy doing trying really hard and giving a really good performance with terrible writing, and the rest of the cast was kind of terrible. But it was an interesting enough concept, and I liked laughing at it, if that makes yeah. sense. It's time I, for you to meet the real, the real Agent, Agent Argyle. Argyle. <laughs> Um, I think we should break this movie up into the first and second half because there are two different movies in this movie. One that works and one that really, really doesn't. The first half is Ellie Conway is a writer and her books are coming true and Sam Rockwell is an agent from this one spy agency who saves her life from agents from an evil spy agency and that's the setup and it's like a kind of like a buddy cop type thing. And I don't know about you guys, but I thought that worked super, super well. I thought Sam Rockwell crushed it as like a kind of like a comedic spy. I thought um, Bryce Dallas Howard was like doing a pretty good job as Ellie Conway. But like nobody needed to be giving that amazing of a performance because the concept and the writing like really, really hit for me. The jokes hit, like their whole dynamic hit. The cat, albeit unnecessary, was like whatever, like it's a goofy kind of movie. Um, but yeah, everything was working for me. Like, I was right there with them. Um, I thought, like, the head-crushing scene was, like, a little bit weird. That kind of weirded me out. But, like, other than that, I was totally, totally, totally with them. Um, so I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that first half. But, like, I was there. See, this is the, like, I think the first half worked on a story level. But I think the reason I may not have had as much fun with the movie as, like, a, as, like you, Logan, is, for me... Not in like an actively they were bad way. I just didn't find it all that fun. Like the jokes, I was going in expecting to like the movie. And maybe it's just a sense of humor thing. Like it, it just, I wouldn't say I was cringing at the jokes, but I wasn't really like laughing at them either. So while the stuff in the first half was working for me, even if the second half was as good as the first half, I would be talking about this like a 6.5 out of 10 movie. Yeah, I think that's valid. Um, and I definitely, there were very few jokes that were actually meant to be jokes that hit. The one that comes to mind is when Sam Rockwell throws the cat off of the roof. Yeah, I was laughing yeah. at that. Um, but it was definitely more of the time being like, wow, like what? this is some bad writing. And to be honest, I feel like I don't watch a lot of stuff that really is bad writing like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I know it exists, but I usually don't go out of my way. And I definitely don't drive to a theater to see something that that kind of poorly thought out. And so I really like uh, another example is like the scene with the smoke, like when they're in the facility and then they yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Different smoke bombs. And it's like Terrible. super over the top. And I was just like, what the fuck am I watching right now? 
Um, and so that was more where I got my enjoyment out of it. And I think it really wasn't more of an expectations thing where I expect, I went in and I was like, this movie is going to be really bad. And I can either like be super salty and just the entire time point out in my head, everything that's wrong with the movie, or I can laugh at how bad it is. And so I think I agree with the first half stuff. I think the first half stuff really worked a lot better and I was having a better time in the first half. Whereas the second half kind of just got a bit too ridiculous. Yeah, Logan, I think that's super valid. Um, I think just like for me, the first half was exactly what I was expecting. And so that's kind of like what I wanted from it. And I was fine with it not being like of a super, super high quality bar because I wasn't expecting it to be something amazing. It was just like a fun little, fun little romp. Um, Fun little romp through this like spy universe. But then... Then we get to the second half of the movie, where it is revealed that Ellie Conway is actually R. Kelly. I mean, R. Kyle. And <laughs> that was and, when they pulled it up, and it right? was like, R. Kyle. I was just Dude, like, no. that, That's what I said no. to Astra. I was like, there's no, there's no way they went there. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Ellie Conway is our is our Kyle. Turns Art. out that she's that she's a spy who like ha- this is where the movie completely loses all sort of like like cognition because they're trying to say that she was a spy who was like double crossing everybody and like in love with Sam Rockwell and like whatever, and then she fell into the water and then was like kidnapped and then like there's this whole big plan where she's gonna slowly get her memories over time and write about them because the evil spy agency needs to like learn the truth about what happened even though they already knew the truth none of this makes any sense um and then the movie just devolves into like several scenes too many of her and sam rockwell kind of doing stuff and there's like as patch like three different finales like it just the whole thing kind of falls apart when they went to that um to that place in the in the middle east um i thought that was the third act showdown like yeah, I thought me too. that was where the movie was going to like conclude. And yeah. then there was another 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And like, and then when they actually got to the facility, it's like they had the, they had the smoke bomb action sequence that felt like a finale. They had the ice skating action sequence that helped. Okay. No, like no, 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 no. They had <laughs> no. the music box thing that I guess was the, fin- and I was like, dude, like, can I leave? Oh, oh, we cannot just say the ice skating scene and just gloss over it the ice because, because that might be the worst. Like we might need a new category in the Excelsior Awards for worst scene and it should be that scene unequivocally. The whole setup for the scene is all of the guys shooting, like shoot the stuff and the oil, the oil is all over the floor. So they can't shoot. Oh, is it going to kill everybody? And I'm like, okay, I'm sort of with And you. then she just shoots. And then she no, starts no. shooting the guy Logan, later Logan, we're not even there yet. She steps, <laughs> first off, she steps on two knives to make ice skates and then starts skating on a metal floor. And I don't know about you guys, but like fifth grade chemistry teach taught me that metal scraping on metal makes sparks. But then she, as you said, starts shooting anyways. Like it doesn't matter. That, that was the kind of scene where like, like what? when there's something like that in our in our screenwriting classes like when someone has something kind of like that we all just sort of like gloss over it in the notes because we're like i'm sure you're going to change this 
right? Like, there's yeah. no way this is the scene you end up doing. <laughs> Dude, it's like, it's like, like, when and Ryan then they just George... never changed it in this movie. They, it got through like multiple stages of production without anyone being like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Like, this is like, like, it's like when Ryan George did his pitch reading for Avatar, and the guy's like, we're going to call it unobtainium. And he's like, oh, yeah, I get it. It's a placeholder to have something less ridiculous. And then they kept, then they kept unobtainium. And it's like the same thing where it's like, how? 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 Because, like, the smoke scene's not that much better. Like, the smoke scene's weird. It's also the fifth time we get a camera angle directly of somebody's crotch. They did so many POV shots. Yeah, so many POV shots. So many POV shots, which is just, like, a weird directing choice. It's like, you know that one shot in the Batman that we were all, like, that was terrible of him flying? It's like if, what's his name, Matt Reeves had just kept on doing that throughout the movie. Uh, That was terrible. No, it was... Yeah, that was was pretty bad. Also, me and my friends called like an hour before that the cat was gonna like fuck someone up and like, oh, yeah, obviously, like that was the most obvious thing ever. Like, but Samuel L. Jackson has now been in two different movies where a cat scratches out somebody's eye. Does anybody else think that's weird? Yeah, I guess. Samuel L. Jackson was like barely in this movie though. Like they literally just put him in a room by Watching himself. Watching the Lakers. Woo! Like, <laughs> he was like the Lakers game. Yeah, like, I think so. Jackson was like hanging out on set was, and just stuck a camera in front of him. But the the worst part is that was like I was most entertained in this movie when I was trying to watch the Lakers game while Samuel L. Jackson was watching the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, game. I, was like, it's, I was trying to look at the players and figure out like what season. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a pretty good game. Um, also like, God, the, um, the, the, the twist that Kira is still alive, the tech girl was oh the God. most obvious thing ever. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, they had a semi good way to do it where she could have been the, uh, secret keeper. And instead they made her the random, like dock worker who hits the woman on the and back. I was and waiting like, for my moment. Bitch, I was what? like, what? What moment? Who do you think emailed you about the vascular corridor? <laughs> Oh like, how would come back earlier right so, come back where it'll be like like you're actually a spy you should know that um oh my god and then like henry cavill being there at the end like he's a real dude like argyle is a real person and it's not argyle. i did like his funny accent though and I did who like knows jordan stuff. maybe that'll make sense once they write book five <laughs> dude it's just like how do you start a franchise on episode four when it isn't star wars like with that caveat like like when it isn't star wars how do you do this also why is the kingsman universe tied in is this the oh same yeah universe? that was the weirdest thing ever it's in the same universe as kingsman wait when was that in the end credit scene like, the bar uh, that yeah, Agent Ar- yeah dude in the end <laughs> credit scene they like show the logo of kingsman and the bar that agent argyle goes to is called that's like the, the bar that's like the bar for yeah it's the bar from kingsman and we were like what that's <laughs> like um that's like the end of split yeah but split what, at least like it's all m night Shyamalan, so it kind of makes sense well kingsman is matthew vaughn oh is it yeah oh okay Oh, well then I guess I, it, it just still kind of didn't really make sense to me. We're also just such like different vibes for movies in that what is really bad and what is like pretty decent. 
The first Kingsman is really good. Let's start talking about the first Kingsman. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the first Kingsman. <laughs> the, the better, the better Matthew Vaughn spy movie. <laughs> no, we saw this movie. We gotta talk about it. But also, like, we've just shit on it for like twenty-two minutes, and I don't know what else there is to shit on. Like, everything in this movie is bad. Don't go see this movie. Like, as much as I want to, like, support theaters, support other movies, and not this one. Because, Patrick, weren't you the one who told me that this movie was shot on a $200 million budget? Yeah, so this this movie had a $200 million reported production budget. Part of that, I am sure, was obtaining the rights to what I guess is going to be the Argyle franchise. How much could those rights have possibly been? Um, What came out last month? (laughs) <laughs> it literally exactly. was January. Like, what, a buck fifty for the rights to the Argyle franchise? But that that's the thing, is like, 200 million? <laughs> 200? And by the way, the movie looks terrible. The movie like, looks the, like shit. Like, this scene on the boat, when they are very clearly, we talked about it last week, using the volume, looked absolutely atrocious it looked terrible like oh my god this movie looks terrible that that's the thing that's what i was saying earlier about like why like why is john cena in this movie right like why do you pay a john cena salary to get john cena to come in and say three lines just get any professional wrestler who's trying to get into acting and then when they get into acting people would be like oh like they got their start in argyle um Henry Cavill should not be in. I love Henry Cavill, but like, you got Henry Cavill to be and like John Cena to be in this movie for five minutes. Like, it would have been one thing if they were like cutting between the fake Argyle story and the real Argyle story, and like the Clippers. Samuel L. Jackson too, like. (laughs) But no, no, but Samuel L. Jackson does these kinds of cameos all the time, right? Like he's like small. He's in a lot of movies. Why is Brian Cranston in this movie? Why is Brian Cranston in this movie? Like, dude was an Emmy award-winning actor, and he's been reduced to this? Henry Cavill is writing and producing a massive, like, $400 million show for Amazon, the Warhammer series. Like, do that. Go focus on that instead of doing this. I'm sure Amazon is writing big enough checks. Dua Lipa's like... Like, Dua Lipa. Like, she doesn't need to be doing this. The thing about Brian Cranston, though, is that he kind of, except for Breaking Bad, he kind of just does goofy stuff. Yeah, I mean, he was known yeah. as the dad from Malcolm in the Middle for so long. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he was in... What he's done is just, like, super goofy. He's so, like, Kung Fu Panda 3. Like He's been in, like, some Kevin Hart movies. He was in that one about the lottery tickets. Like, yeah. But, like, but again, just... Like, I would love to know, if I could sit down with Matthew Vaughn, how much of this movie's budget was from the actors? Because I guarantee you, over 50%. I don't know about over 50%, but... But, yeah, definitely, like, more than it should be. And I, I would like to say, like, I really do think that Sam Rockwell is a great actor. Like, a oh, yeah, great yeah, yeah. actor. And I really hope... Um, I, I know he said he's open to it, that he comes back as Justin Hammer in like mm-hmm. in the MCU in Armor Wars or whatever, uh, just in in any fashion, because like if he's willing to do it, like do it, yeah. Um, just just like just give me a um, just give me a a uh, Justin Hammer show. Like I love. I don't need a Justin his- Hammer show, but get get me Justin Hammer to show up again, or right? that, yeah. There's just like yeah. I just think he's one of the most underrated actors of our generation of our time. Like I don't know if you guys have seen Richard Jewell, the uh, the story about about the guy who was falsely accused of blowing up uh, Centennial Park. 
But Sam Rockwell crushes it as the lawyer in that movie. Like, absolutely crushes it. You guys should both see it. It's a great, great movie. Yeah, um, and I mean, three billboards. Like... Yeah. Versus that, Logan, remember Moon from senior year English? Remember Moon? That was gas. That was a cool... Sam Rockwell plays multiple versions of himself on a uh, um, a lunar colony. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty gas. Plus or minus on Pawnee Pool. Oh my god, I forgot oh. about Pawnee Pool. I was really thinking of the title the other day. How did you remember that and I didn't? Because I saw it on, like, I saw, like, I was trying to look up movies um, in a particular genre to do some, like, comps the other day. And I was like, oh, shit, like, it's Pawnee Pool. <laughs> and I did I not think... use that movie for a comp, but. <laughs> I think that we should do a Pawnee Pool episode. I think no. we need to do a Pawnee no. Pool episode. No. no. I don't know if I could survive watching Pawnee Pool again. That might be the worst one I've ever seen. It's definitely one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It's up there with this movie. It, I, I, laughed, I, I feel like I laughed at this movie more. This movie yeah, was I, more ridiculous. But also, I don't think Argyle is one of the worst movies ever. It's not like Rise of Skywalker bad. It's just like really bad and really disappointing. Yeah, I think it's seriously a look into like, like just because something is creative doesn't mean it yeah. should exist, right? Like there, that's a serious problem you run into mm -hmm. uh, with writing when... You have ideas that you that you like or ideas that are creative but don't belong in the movie or make the movie longer than it needs to be. Um, don't necessarily hammer home the themes. And there's way too much of that in this movie yeah. where they clearly like they wanted to have a bunch of creative action sequences and they weren't willing to recognize that it's not actually serving the movie in any meaningful way. Um, yeah. and because so much of their attention is focused towards, you know, having those scenes in the movie anyway, and trying to execute those, I think there was, they're all worse for it instead of being able to do a couple of them much better. Yeah. I also think it's just like, like, I just go back to the smoke scene. Where as I was watching that, I was not only, I first started out being actively bored and then was actively like, this is terrible. I think there are just too many scenes where it's like, you feel like you're drudging through the movie. They're also like really long action sequences. They're the, really I mean, the long. smoke, the smoke one is multiple minutes long. Same with the ice skating, same with a bunch of just the normal fight scenes at the start. I was like, I feel like these are like 30% longer than they need yeah. to be. And they do a weird thing, like, I, I'm not a film, like, filmographer, so I, or a cinematographer, so I don't know how best to describe this, but, like, they keep one shot for a really extended period of time. Like, in the smoke scene, they keep the shot, like, spinning around them for way too long. There are angles on Bryce Dallas Howard and the skating scene that are just, like, weird to watch, and also clear that that entire scene is just CGI, uh, and bad CGI at that. I thought like, like the scene, the scene, the really egregious one was the scene where she's fighting Sam Rockwell when she's under the mind control, where he has so many opportunities to just like, like I, he, he kept on saying, I don't want to hurt you, dude, push her away, shoot the teapot and then you're done. But it felt like they, the only reason why he wasn't doing that was so that the scene would go on for longer. Yeah. Like her press the goddamn button, you know, like it was yeah, going pretty yeah. quickly. 
like, it was, like really, it was at 92 percent and then <laughs> yeah he, yeah like there was there was just so much of that um and then other than that like i just i think i think we've reached a point where like creative like i think patrick's right the whole like just something is creative doesn't mean it's good like this is what with like taiki watiti and thor love and thunder like you need somebody in the room to be like what is the actual purpose of the movie and how do we get there and like this movie was not it. And I don't know how you... But I also know how you salvage this movie. Like, as soon as you make the decision to make Ellie Conway the spy, the real Agent Argyle, I don't know how you salvage this movie. Well, I think if you, if you actually do set up in the first half, because they were so focused on having it be a twist, right? Like, yeah. on the real Agent Argyle. <laughs> and... What what that led to was um, the themes in the second half of the movie are not present in the first half of the movie. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you're willing to at least hint towards it or something like that, where you are going to get people online saying, oh, I saw the twist coming, movie bad. But if you're willing to do that and do actual setup and play with themes from the start, then it actually makes for a cohesive and emotional bridge from the first to the second half yeah, yeah. dude you talked about would, this earlier or touched on oh sorry Logan, go ahead yeah i think they did the thing where they were like oh but what if this happened also and then and they kind of just got really lost in the sauce and one thing that they thought they were gonna do at the very beginning that they kind of never explored again was the idea of like the interplay between like a book and a movie and how yeah. like they play out very differently, right? We talked about this um, with the in the Percy Jackson episode a little bit, but like her, when she was writing and then the scene was happening in real time, I thought that was interesting. And I thought they were going to commit more. And to be honest, I thought the movie was going to be better in that they were going to commit more to like this idea of what if we do a movie, but it's very much structured like a book. And I think that would have been something interesting to commit to because you really do have this theme in the first act where it's like, oh, it's a book, but it's a movie, but it's a book. And then they just kind of give up on that and then just fall into the espionage twist after twist thing. Whereas I thought, like, one of the most interesting scenes in the movie is when she's trying to write the chapter and it's actually happening. Yeah. Um, and I thought they were going to commit to that a lot more and build on that scene. And then they just kind of threw it away. Yeah. No, I'm with you 100%. I also think, like, and Patrick touched on this earlier, the themes of, like, memory and, like, losing your identity were super right. interesting and then they're not there at all in the place where they should be like they try to do it and then they just give up and then they go do some more crotch shots um and that was and that was really disappointing uh the other thing i was gonna say which is more more funny than disappointing do you guys notice because patrick said this to me um the uh the the when ellie is looking at the database of like all of the the bad people in the division <laughs> and it's so just funny. like it's just like they're like an. It was ID like a graphic photo. that I could have made. Like, yeah, it was like their ID was, photo, like name, birthday, and then like two words about. It the would like list a crime. Committed. It would be. It would be like <laughs> aggravated assault, <laughs> like kidnapping, and then it some of them were so crime. Yeah, it was yeah. like collection fraud. Like what the fuck? Also, it wasn't like any evidence. There wasn't right. any. Like the the master file on how to like what like we could have brought down the division really easily, 
But does anybody even understand what the division was like trying to like why they were the bad guys? They had one line about like literally that stuff about like they will do bad things in the world. Um Yeah, I thought sure? this movie what was even in it. What? I can't, I just keep forgetting like why they were the bad guys. Uh, it, it, was, it was literally just like they're willing to kill people and do bad stuff. They didn't actually have like a plan. Also, there were right. it, it was just like will they get the master file back or not? They didn't have anything that they were doing other than trying to save their own skin. Well, Patrick, remember, this is setting up the grand arc of the Argyle universe, right? No, this, this is, is the like the conclusion of the grand arc of the Argyle universe. Oh my universe. god, that's right! Wait, this is book four. Wait, they don't yeah. get the master file well, till like, book is, four. Like, who's the real big bad, then? If this is book four, and they right. just blew up the Death Star, like, where's the second Death Star? Where's the second Death Star? Who's the real Agent They're gonna get Argyle? Jesse Pinkman in. <laughs> The real. the real agent Argyle. I think each movie they should just go a level deeper, like Inception, <laughs> and just have an even more real agent Argyle. <laughs> like, I think that also, really Henry Cavill is actually. I, I don't understand. She was hallucinating Henry Cavill, and then it turned out he was a real dude. Yeah, I don't I have any questions for you, man. But I think you might I have some got... for me. <laughs> like what? The, what? <laughs> I, I thought this movie would have been like 300% better if it had like 300% more Dua Lipa. Yeah. 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 100%. But she, like, Dua Lipa just should have been Ellie Conway. And that would have been, yeah. that would have been sick. I when I said I was movie. anticipating it in the most anticipated, I was anticipating that. <laughs> that specifically. That's what Did I you wanted. Did make a song for this movie? No. What, song a- uh, was that her? Was that her? No, that was like something. Uh, I hope her career is not tarnished. Yeah, <laughs> surely Dua Lipa. The Argyle like, soundtrack. The Argyle <laughs> soundtrack. Like that's got to be a career low for her. Um, oh my god! Do you want to rap and give scores? Yeah. Uh, this movie's a solid, solid, respectable three and a half out of ten. I think it's worse than Thor: Love and Thunder. Um. I think maybe maybe a four, maybe a four, because actually it has a good first half. I'll give it like a five. Give it a five. Five out of ten. First half good. Second half bad. There we go. Five. You just arbitrarily went up one point five points. I am also giving it a five out of ten, but I am like actually giving it a five out of ten. No, 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 Patrick. Think about it. Think about it. If the first half of the movie is good and the second half is bad, see what's halfway in the middle. The first half of the movie is a ten out of ten. I forgot. No, but it's like the second half is a zero. Like somebody else smarter than me can figure out the math. I'd say the uh, like I the first half is like a six point five. Second half is like three. I think the first half is a seven. I'm giving it a five. Seven half. I think the first half is a seven. And this, no, no, listen. First half is a seven. Second half is a three. Average that together. You get a five. There you go. Logan, you're giving it a five as well. Um, I'll give it a a 5.6. What? Where's the point six coming from? The point six? Um, the thing that it does better than Thor Love and Thunder is that I didn't really care about the characters, mm. whereas I cared about <laughs> but right. so I don't really care about these characters. Yeah, when they butchered the Argyle characters, I was not offended. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 
Uh, I think like you, you must be still, I literally, I, I think there is nothing redeeming about Thor Love and Thunder. Like there is, yeah. this is so much better than that movie. <laughs> I actually, I do agree. I, um, I, I had fun with it and um, Dua Lipa was in it. So that's probably where the point six is coming from. It's going to be crazy when we look back on this in like two, like two, three, four years and the Argyle franchise is like a billion dollar franchise. First movie to make Argillion dollars. <laughs> like, we're out here Excelsior Season 5 talking about Argyle, like Infinity War. Argyle movie rankings. Argyle 1. <laughs> Argyle franchise. When you really look back on it, Argyle perfectly sets up the rest of the Argyle saga. When you really think about it, <laughs> who's the real Agent Argyle? Who's the real Agent Argyle? Guys, that is a wrap on this week's episode of Excelsior. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be doing Madam Web, which I have to believe is going to be better than this movie. Like, surely Madam Web will be better than Argyle. Does... When is this coming out? This episode will come out, like, the goal is, like, Saturday. Okay. So then we would have to see Madam Web, like, opening night. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, wait, no. It comes out the 14th. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. in a week from now. That's in a week from now. So then I'll, then I'll post this, like, Tuesday. And then we'll okay. do Madam Web. So that's what I'll do. I'll post this Tuesday, and we'll do Madam Web that week. Um, yeah, that's a wrap on this episode of Excelsior. Thank you so much for listening. And just remember to always ask yourself if you're ready to meet the real Agent Argyle. Agent Argyle. <laughs> Agent Argyle. Bye-bye. <laughs>